We're talking about the subject in a more profound way. Parentheses, hopefully. Okay. That's uh, his take on it. I, re- I said it, hopefully. I thought you couldn't <laughs> see it. <laughs> 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 Wes, and welcome to this podcast is now for you. To my right is Jake. To my left is Peyton. Oh, today we are talking about stories. Quite often on the show, we talk about movies or television shows or books, and we're going to kind of talk about those things in a bigger sense, a macro sense of storytelling in general. Um, not specific to one medium or the other, just storytelling as a whole. I have a little intro here. I did my best Peyton oh, really? writing wrote impression, sort of. Nice. I wrote it out. Now he has to. Now you have yeah. to read it. I have it. to read it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Can you see it? Kind of. That's part of it. Okay. If you were to look on social media at what people post about shows and movies, it seems like a large portion tries to make everything that's good seem like it was a life-changing thing. You're reading... Okay, whenever, people I, whenever I read yours, I put some emphasis behind it. People sometimes orient their whole identity around a piece of storytelling. Harry Potter, Stranger Things, Star Wars, to name a few. In this episode, we're not going to talk about this aspect of fandom. We're talking about the subject... In a more profound way. Why do you write ha 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 snort 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 <laughs> so many times? That's weird. I was just trying to add some character to it. Stories are a central part of who we are and how we relate to the world around us. <laughs> uh, the Bible is the original example of this. God speaks to us in the form of a story. So they go beyond just fandom. So do they? No. What? So they go beyond just fandom or really liking something. We're going to try to think about stories that have actually profoundly impacted us in our lives. That was good. Thank you. And that was just take number one. Yeah. So this this so you idea... Get it, guys. You get it. This uh, idea came from... Just thinking about storytelling as a whole and... and I'll really do it again if you want. I no. butchered it. No, it's fine. Okay. Uh, I only did it because you kind of did it on mine. Butchered it? Yeah. I I gave it my all. I know. But that doesn't mean you didn't butcher right. it. Like, <laughs> trying right. Trying does like, not... I, try, I really did too, <laughs> but I hadn't read it before. That's true. So... Yeah. Uh, no, it's fine. Uh, so this idea came from just thinking about storytelling as a whole and how much we spend our time talking about stories that have impacted us. But I didn't want to talk about it in terms of just being a fan of something. I wanted to talk about it on a deeper level if... Because I, I personally believe stories do have impact on our lives, not just in a superficial entertainment way. But I kind of wanted to delve into that and see if there were any in particular that you guys had in the past. Uh, for the parameters of this discussion, we're just going to stick to books, shows, or movies. Documentaries could be included in that. 
there's more kinds of stories out there, people's personal stories that they share with us or, or whatnot. But for this discussion, we're going to keep it simple and talk about these kind of media-related versions of storytelling. So why do you guys think stories have such a profound impact on us? My dilemma with it, with this, is, and I guess it would just be the dilemma with the parameter. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you can trace back why a story would be profound to you without going outside of pop culture or media. Mm-hmm. Because a story in its essence, let's say the very begin, the, let's say a first story that would be passed down is from your family, let's say. Yeah. Or, well, we can talk about stories. Okay. I, I guess I meant the parameters of the examples we're going to use, like our personal yeah. examples. Mm-hmm. Of the ones of the impact, okay. that one is what I wanted to limit. But we can talk about storytelling as a whole when it comes to, like, why is it profound? Yeah. You know? So okay. go, go ahead. Uh, that that was it. I mean, I think... <laughs> okay, Jake. <laughs> I think, well, I think the thing that makes them... So zooming back out from created stories, magazines, movies, mm-hmm. you know, books... I think the thing that makes them profound is the level of personal connection that you would have mm-hmm. to a story. So, again, I think the ones that the stories that mean the most to me are the ones that like involve either someone in my family at an early age, or it's like grandpa's telling a story that I was never there for about great grandpa, mm-hmm. or like all of that. Those are the stories that, and even if they're like insignificant, they mean more to you than like the most well-crafted, enthralling written story. Sure. So it's like but do you putting those things, those le- that level of being able to imitate, being able to imitate that level of personalization in art is what makes things yeah. really good. So you feel like it's storytelling, like mass storytelling's connection to the personal sure is what makes it always going to be the best. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a, I think, well, Drake doesn't do very many interviews anymore, but it's like last Rolling Stone or double XL interview he did or whatever. They were, it was kind of like an expose. It was like right after nothing was the same. And he was talking and the art, the article was talking about how Drake, you know, I, I, we, you know, we're not like, charged up we never like started from the bottom we never you know um like have truly believed like yolo you know what i mean but drake does such a good job of writing about the central like human emotions that control those situations or like those situ those emotions come from so i think that's why storytelling is powerful it's because really they're about emotions they're about real actual universal Everyone knows what joy is. Everyone knows what despair is. Everyone mm-hmm. knows what hopelessness is. Everyone knows what hope is. You know, I think that's what makes good storytelling so powerful is that you can relate to it on a on a deep level. So yeah, yeah. no matter what it, the subject, the setting, or whatever. Sure. It's, you know. So um, yeah, you can't relate to Dune. <laughs> right. Exactly. I think yeah. you made that yeah. point whenever we were reviewing it. You can't really relate to it. Like practically, mm-hmm. but all of the 
like the father son relationship and the yeah. mother son rela- and all, all of that is relatable yeah and like yeah. class distinctions mm-hmm. and uh different all factions of, all of that stuff is is relatable even yeah. though it, the it's a science fiction movie set and who knows when mm-hmm. yeah know? so like, i think that's why for me especially is why storytelling is powerful so yeah i mean i think i i agree with both of you guys i think it's I think it's designed to be a way for all of us to connect to each other and relate to one another. I think it's how we can understand our world around us because I think without story, it can... Because story simplifies things down. You know, to tell a true story fully true with all of the facts would be almost overwhelming i think it would take the exact amount of time that it took to actually happen yeah so storytelling inherently simplifies and makes it consumable in some way Mm -hmm. and understandable and i think obviously all of us being christians we can look back to how god communicates to us through the bible it's a story and it's not it is separate books, but it tells one story of the world yeah. and who we are and what it all means, you know? So I think it's a, it's almost on like a biological level that we need stories hmm. to process things. You know, I know people talk about certain movies that relate to something that they've been through really help them like, process the thing that they went through yeah. you know yeah or um yeah i've, I've the heard same thing could be said about music too like if you've sure. got a song that has a really impactful verses like mm-hmm. beginning middle and end and some people write like that yeah so that can be super impactful too sure and i would say music is is a form of storytelling it's it's even more simplified and more sure. broad strokes of feelings and emotion than a narrative, but some people do write in mm-hmm. yeah. sort of a narrative form or, or writing something relatable and specific. Yeah. So do you guys personally feel like stories impact you on that level or is it, or whenever you kind of intake a story, do you look at it more like as an observer, you're not like really being pushed around emotionally by a story that you're watching. I mean, I think for me, it, it really depends on the story, you know? Mm -hmm. It depends on a lot of things. It depends on the performances have to grip you. You have to believe them. If you're talking about a show or a movie Mm -hmm. or the Uh, characters of a book. Yeah. And the other thing is with the, with that medium, you're using everything. The music needs to grip you at the same Mm -hmm. time as the, it all has to work together. Like the production team needs to do, needs to be just as good as the performers yeah. because if something doesn't, you don't buy something, then you're lost. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Especially in a drama where you're talking about being enthralled or being gripped by something, you really have to believe that. Yeah. Otherwise it's just, you get pulled out of that a lot faster than you do like a comedy because you're sure. already out of a comedy. You don't really like investing in a comedy. Yeah. Right. So I think it, it, when you're talking about visual medium, it has to, it relies on everyone. It relies mm-hmm. on all of it. It can't just be a good story. Right. Yeah. That medium requires all of those other things to tell the story well. Yeah. You know, just like in a book, 
someone might have a good idea for a story, yeah. but can't execution, execute it well. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. um, or there's a lot of authors like that. There's a great <laughs> execution, but they don't have a story. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. um, yeah. I I feel that I feel way. like that about Steinbeck sometimes. Yeah, he's and, a great writer. Great writer. And yeah. I feel that way sometimes about Ernest Hemingway as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of that era of writers kind of drifted into not really having a story. It's yeah. just a character. Prose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Catcher in the Rye, I think, is a prime example of it. Didn't have a story. He had a character idea, mm-hmm. and he just did things. Yeah. Like, I think, I think Game of Thrones is that way. I feel like he's got characters that are interesting, a world that's interesting, but his plots just go wherever. He doesn't. He's not telling a There's no solid moral narrative. purpose or yeah. like any backbone. Yeah. He's not yeah. telling a solid narrative. He's not really saying anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Jacob, thoughts on all that? I feel like I'm more of a passive observer. Hmm. I think I love story, uh, but the the hard thing for me to take from it is like. A, a proactive approach after I see it. You know, mm-hmm. there'll be things that most of the time when I'm ever moved during a movie, it's like, or show, right? But I feel like movies are, they are more, yeah. you know, they have more weight in terms of pushing me around in terms okay. of like how I behave and in terms of... That's interesting. I think most compared people to would, shows, I, think I guess. most people would say shows do that more for them. Hmm. Because they spend more time within that world, they get more invested into it, hmm. you know? Yeah, I guess, I don't know, we've talked about, we've touched on in the past how, in terms of television, I'm more of a comedy person, so maybe sure. that, that could be why. Yeah. Um, but I think m- the moments where I'm, you know, feeling a, an overwhelming sense of like, oh, I need to blah, 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 or I should blah, 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 um, well, it's just like when... Specific character moments. It's it's nothing like when I walk out of a movie. It's just like this one specific action is, oh, that that was powerful or whatever. Yeah. Other than that, I feel like on a big, on a macro yeah. level, I am an observer. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even answer the question. I'm sorry. I would consider myself more of an investor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm probably more... That's that's what I I get from, especially going to a movie. I think I would much rather invest fully in that amount of time, um, rather than like analyze or, and it's not even what I rather. It's just I guess how I'm wired. Yeah. So, and I agree with Jake. I think movies do that way more to me than shows do. Mm, for sure. I think if if that's the case, especially for you, because I also I like to get engrossed in them too. It's, I think it's easier to do that for me with movies. Mm-hmm. Whereas television, it's just dip your toe in, leave. Well, dip your oh, toe yeah, in, that's true. And, you in know. the back of your mind, you know this isn't the end of the story when you're watching a TV true. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. you've yeah. got a finite amount of yeah. story left. Yeah. Yeah. I think it. I think for me, um, it's kind of a mixture. It It's harder for me now than it used to be to really get like swept up into the story. Mm-hmm. of a movie or a show even. I feel like I'm much more of a passive observer than I used to be because the examples that I have for these things are from when I was much younger watching stuff. Mm-hmm. I just feel like now going through film school, 
wanting to make and tell stories myself, when I go to watch something, I'm much more analytical and Mm -hmm. more critical. I'm looking at it from the eye of someone of like, how can I learn from this person's mistakes or successes when they were telling their story, Mm -hmm. you know, um, more so than I am. I want to jump into this story and just like be a part of it. You know, I feel like the older I've gotten, I've become much more of a passive observer, but I would think that depress you. No. Okay. I think it sounds, I think if something is really sad, if something is really good, it'll break through that. Cause the other problem is I've seen so many things that it's very quick. My mind is very quick to be like, I've seen this kind of thing before. And then Can you train yourself to turn not, that off a little bit. Yeah. Cause I, I feel the same way when I, let's say you go, you look at Marvel phase five and you no, go, you, I've seen all of this before. I mean, you can go, let's say you go to a concert and go to a music show. How, so you can feel that way too of like, yeah, I know what he chords he's playing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, shut that part of your brain off and just enjoy it. Listen to someone bearing their soul or how many thousands of hours they put into writing, mm. how, how the back and forth of their life led them to write these lyrics. Mm-hmm. All of these things led up to yeah. this chord progression. It's like, uh, and, and Jake has said this before too. It's like, when you try to do something like that, you immediately earn or gain a level of respect for people that do it as well. Yeah. That's like yeah. immediate. Yeah. Like if you try to write something, you will have a much higher respect for writers yeah. almost yeah, instantly. For sure. Yeah. I, I don't intend to have the mindset that I do going into things. I feel like all I'm saying is you can control it. Maybe you can. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it's interesting because I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, Ecclesiastes, right? It's like, is there anything new under the sun? Yeah, right. If you like, there's the the outro of uh, "Wonderful, Wonderful." The Killers is like, have all the songs been written? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's Brandon basically saying like, if it takes one more song to get through to like to you to what I'm trying to get to, then I'll keep writing if yeah. I have to. You know, and it's like. That's pretty good. Yeah. And in, in the same way with stories, it's like mm-hmm. they're they're all the same. Yeah. You've got a There's protagonist. You've got an antagonist. Um, good versus evil is almost in every one of them. So, yeah, I, I I feel like I'm an observer, but I don't feel like it's for the same reasons that you said, which yeah. is interesting. I just I wouldn't have thought that that would have been. I think I think to me it's. Um, and we're, I guess I'm, we're not ganging up on you, but it's just like, no, man, it's so fun to just like. I just don't. I, like I wouldn't stuff. want you to. I, oh, I completely you know agree. I, mean? I wouldn't no, want you to lose I, that I, part of you. I you know? still no. Don't get me wrong. Me being analytical about something doesn't mean I'm not enjoying it. Hmm. It just means I'm not necessarily lost in it. So analytical isn't always critical. And well, critical isn't always necessarily saying this is bad, or I'm not liking this. Critical is just like, I think critical and analytical. I'm thinking of essentially the same way. Hmm. I'm. 
looking at the parts that worked and the parts that didn't. Hmm. See, that's weird. I feel like analyzing and criti- criticizing are very different things. Criticizing is different being... But that's what critical, critical is. Critical thinking, I don't think, is necessarily the same thing. I don't know. We're That's kind of off beaten path. But it's on the, that all way. that to say, I think <laughs> It says me, right there, analytical versus critical. <laughs> um, for me, I think... If something can really, like, spark my imagination or the creative part of my brain, because, like, oh, I've never thought about this subject in this way or I've never seen this tackled in this way. It might not be the most original story, but it's doing something well or doing something differently that hmm. that engages me in a different way than being lost in it. And I feel like, for me, like... I I was watching Nope, um, just because it's the most recent thing we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching Nope with that critical eye a little bit, with the analytical mindset, but I was still enjoying it. And I felt like I ended up enjoying it more than, more than you did, I know. Mm-hmm. But I was still thinking about it critically. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't super emotionally invested, which that might be partially Same. why I didn't... I didn't feel a need to be emotionally invested. I don't necessarily feel that need all of the time mm-hmm. to emotionally like really get into something. I yeah. don't always feel that need, you know. I think but if a movie yeah. does it to me, like if a if a movie hey, works as long as you're going in and your funnel's this way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Open, yeah, and not the other way around. No, I'm, I think that I, you got, I, I'm sorry if I you know made it sound like that was the way I was thinking. As it's really as not. As long as it, you know, starts shaving off if certain things happen as you're watching, you're like, nah, I don't really. Yeah, that is, I think that's healthy. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're my, going in, my like, funnel for shows is much more like that. Just because there's so much time investment needed, I want it to be good and grab me fast. Otherwise, sure. I don't want to waste my time. Movies, I'm I'm much more the other way, um, because I have. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? I feel like you have a very you have a reverse funnel for trailers, <laughs> and if that if that doesn't grab you, you're never gonna go into the theater with your other with your normal funnel. That's true, but that has nothing to do with the story. That's just like interest y- level, I yeah, suppose. Right? I but guess that's what thing I. So if you of. if it gets you there, then your funnel is. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Is like, yeah, yeah. I mean, if yeah, but that's That's also on. That's also on them. Make the movie look appealing. You know what I mean. And if you're not making it look appealing or interesting or different, that's separate from like, am I coming into this movie ready to be invested or be analytical? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean. That's, anyways. Kind of a what story scary. are you telling with your trailer? Really, is what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. The meat. Oh, we're gonna get into the meat of the episode. Finally, as Jake would say. Finally, has a story, book, TV show, movie, documentary. I ever? love that it says of any kind, and then it's very specific: <laughs> book, TV show, or movie. That's why I didn't say of any kind. Uh, ever had any impact on you that changed your way of thinking? And why? I can start if that. I mean, I have one, but okay. I, if you, you want to start, ahead, Jake. I would say the first one that comes to mind is uh, 
a book by Blake Crouch called Recursion. And it's uh, just like, there's this part in it where it just like floored me. And it was like, it implored me to, I think I talked about it. I very briefly talked about it during one episode. I don't remember what, but uh, to just like try to get to know my parents better. Oh, like yeah, people, you told me about that. You yeah. know, that's the only, like, thing that jumps to my mind immediately where it's like, what have you, like, shifted in your life tectonically, like, to, because of a story you read, about your parents you know? differently, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, which yeah. is crazy, so. Yeah. That's the first one that came to mind. But the best part about those moments is where you don't really, you don't, you never know when they're going to happen. Yeah. You know? Because it's like, the book's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it lost me probably like, with like 75 or 100 pages that left, it just like cranked the dial up on like some like weird stuff. Um, but I'll never forget that, you know? And it's just sure. like, you never, you don't know when that those moments are going to happen. Yeah. Very rarely do you, which is cool. Right. But. I don't know if there has, I think, I don't know if anything's broken the barrier of it's changed the way I think about what's possible in in a story. I think that's where it hits the ceiling for me is like, so let's say this is just on the top of my mind, Flowers for Algernon. Mm-hmm. How it's written is different than anything I had read yeah. up to that point. It didn't change the way I thought about life, per se. It changed the way I thought about how a book could be written. Hmm. So that's kind of how I would translate all of those two. I think what I am what I do, what I try to do the, with every part of me is be, is interpret everything through the lens of creation mm-hmm. and through christ Mm -hmm. i want everything i'm consuming to be compared to that yeah those are the stories that have changed my thinking and i i hope that continues and i want that to continue i'm gonna do everything i can to submit myself to that so i don't know and i'm not saying that i was doing that when i was 11 and 12 sure so i'm sure there were stories that impacted me Immensely, mm-hmm. that I probably don't remember. But as an adult, that's been my effort is to compare what I'm consuming and what moves me. Why does this move me? Mm-hmm. Because these are the components of the truth that it's conveying. That it's that it's conveying. Yeah. So it it probably is symbiotic. It's probably like one and they they probably work together. Um, but I don't know if I have a specific example. There's movies that have moved me, obviously. Yeah. Never Let Me Go and, and Beautiful Boy and... Joey the Rat. Joey the Rat. All, all those, those guys. guys. Children of Men and... Um, I mean, there's there's countless movies that have, like, deeply impacted my emotional state. But in terms of, like, changing the way I act, I don't think that's the case, and mm. I don't want that to be the case, really. Yeah. But... Uh, I don't know. That no, that's interesting. Because because one of my examples under this heading was Flowers for Algernon. Because the thing that it made me think about differently was the idea of intelligence 
and a lack thereof Mm -hmm. and how that can emotionally change somebody and how like it made me think more empathetically towards those that are less intelligent than me. Yeah. Not in a like condescending kind of way, but in just like a, that's who they are, you know, and not necessarily better or worse. Right. God Mm -hmm. made them that way. Mm -hmm. And any perception of better or worse is based on your right is based on social yeah anything it's made up and the idea of trying to change that to make somebody something different than they are the way god made them sure is it, it just made me think about that whole idea a lot more and it also made me think about the arrogance of intelligence and the pitfalls of being an intelligent person sure and because the character of Charlie, as he becomes more intelligent, he becomes more miserable, like and yeah. and more. Pain as and anybody who gains knowledge and knowledge and knowledge yeah. and not wisdom, yeah, would I mean and does. the the central like pr- thesis of the book could almost be, is ignorance bliss? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yeah. Um, so that's Spoilers. that's how that book made me think differently about specifically intelligence mm-hmm. and how it impacts us. The other one that I thought about was a documentary called Samsara or Mm -hmm. sorry, Baraka. Samsara is the sequel to Baraka. Mm -hmm. It's a documentary, um, that is just footage of various places and things and people around the world. There's no dialogue in it whatsoever. It's shot on 65 millimeter and it's, just footage kind of thematically tied together very loosely. Um, And I saw it when I was in college and it really made me think about my place in the world and how people on the other side of the world are not that different. You know, the circumstances might be incredibly different. Belief systems might be incredibly different but it just made me think about the connections and the similarities that make us all human and how lucky i have been to have and how blessed i have been to have the life that i have um because there's there's people from all over the world in in that documentary just living their life there's a few shots of these children and you have zero context of who they are or why but you have this shot of these children just on the street somewhere, I think, in in Asia somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are all orphans where the older children raise the younger children. And it's a just a group of orphans that live on the street, and that's their life, you know. Um, so it was a documentary that really made me think about the experiences of others and up until that point i mean i'd grown up in a small town i'm i'm a hadn't lot, been to europe yet hadn't been anywhere really um been to some places in the u.s but i hadn't really been exposed to the life that other people around the world live and i know that sounds like really like duh 
people around the world are similar and they also have different life experiences. But it was the first one to really make me like think about that and deal with, okay, these people on the other side of the world, they are going through all of this stuff, but they're not so different that I can't sympathize with them or connect with them in some way, just Mm -hmm. seeing this documentary. And, um, yeah, so that was, that was one of the first things that came to mind when writing this outline or kind of one of the inspirations for it Hmm. is I never had such an experience watching a movie or a documentary or whatever, where while it was going on, I was just like grappling with the nature of the world, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's anyways. Cool. I guess I would say the one that probably did has impacted me in that on that level is probably the sunset limited. Mm. Um, just, it, it's just very, it's a very different approach that I hadn't ever encountered f- of, it's just a very realistic depiction of the way people see and relate to, is there a God? Yeah. And I think it probably changed the way that I view both people that are of any faith and then people that don't believe in an afterlife, let's say. Mm -hmm. Because that's really what, if you boil down all of the world's religion you're talking about, is there a higher power than you that you believe in? Yeah. Or is there nothing? Or nothing. Yeah. So I think it's just made me, I don't know, reinterpret a lot of that stuff and re um view view people that think a lot along both lines differently. Yeah. I don't know. There's like a real world portrayal of that philosophical, theological debate, mm-hmm. you know. Really well done one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Has a story ever changed how you felt about a specific subject i can give you that might be kind of a weird thing but i can give you a a specific example the movie blackfish it's another documentary and it's about orcas in sea world and i am not like a big animal rights activist or i and i never had a problem with the idea of like like, like zoo. The animals, not West. Gotcha. They've been, they've been asking for. Or I thought you meant animal rights activists. No, lock I meant them. lock the animals up. Okay. No rights. Animal rights activists with the animals. Yes. Oh. Yeah. See how much they fight for their rights. Then. Yeah. Uh, just throw them in a cage with a lion. Uh, I've I've never been like big environmentalist, animal rights activist. Mm-hmm. I don't really care in particular about. Or I didn't really care in particular about the idea of zoos or anything like that. Let me like tell that. you, a lot of people did after Blackfish. Yep. And it's... <laughs> Never heard of it. It's stereotypical Huge. because it was a big deal at the time and yep. a lot of people saw it. But it changed specifically how I viewed animals that intelligent and using them specifically for entertainment purposes. Sure. Like... Porpoises. Porpoises. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a... a hopefully a nuanced view of it. I know a lot of zoos out there are essentially doing animal rescue. You know, like the animals that they have would not live in the wild. More of a sanctuary. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas SeaWorld is doing something very different. They're taking animals out of the wild, putting them in these places for entertainment. It's 
a very different thing. People it's very rock and roll. People, pretty, a lot pretty of people, freaking metal. <laughs> <laughs> Just everyone's on board with the mass kidnapping of these things, and everyone's like, "Let's go pay to see it." <laughs> I heard they're keeping it captive. Let's go check it out. Dude, but it wants to kill you so bad. <laughs> yeah, but it can't. And there's a so lot of stuff. Cool. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in that documentary that Harambe forever. There's a lot of evidence to show, like, hey, this is having an actual psychological impact on these animals. They are doing things, like, they are acting out because they know they're in captivity. Mm-hmm. They they understand because they're an incredibly intelligent animal. They literally like torture things because they're. Evil. Going, they're <laughs> going crazy. Yeah. Um, like famously, there was a trainer that was killed by one of the orcas and uh, was like played with, <laughs> like literally was dragging him down underneath, would hold him down long enough that he would almost start to die, and then would let him go, so he'd float back up, and then would grab him again and pull him back down, like literally tortured him. So it really changed Metal. how I viewed this specific <laughs> subject. That was the thing I thought of while writing this. It's a specific subject Mm -hmm. and kind of altered how I viewed. Also, paired with that of, like, how do we take care of the creation that God gave us? You know what I mean? Not really in that way. You're not really taking care of God's creation when you're using it for entertainment purposes. Yeah. You know? Porpoises. Porpoises. Yeah. Any examples for you guys on this? Nothing. I couldn't really think of anything. There's a lot of examples of changed my level of knowledge on a subject. Okay. In terms of the way I felt about a subject, there's probably not. I think of the big short, like mm. Th- mm. things like that that are extremely informative and really only the jumping off point to learn what actually happened yeah. a lot of the time, like social network or sure. yeah. I think movies like that have impacted how much, how my interest level and then goes up and then you want to yeah. learn yeah. more and about it. And I think it. that could count because I mean, did you care about the founding of Facebook before social no. network? No. no. Yeah. And it changed, it made you interested. Sure. Steve it Jobs you, or yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, yeah. Yeah. I guess, Mid '90s comes to mind because it this is a great story about how important your community is mm. and like the people that surround you, and like what they can do for you, and you know how they can damage you or yeah help you heal. You know, so mm. I think I was like, dang, that's a great story about that I absolutely cannot relate to, but it is a better depiction of like how. Your community, immediate community at that age specifically, you know, is so yeah. important. But, yeah. Okay. Last bigger question. Has a story ever changed the course of your life? Like, you changed the decisions you made because of something you read, something you watched, anything like that? I think the, if we're getting, like, you know, talking about stories as a whole and, like, philosophical and what they can do for you, I think the the biggest way that stories have changed my life the course of my life is they just give you an avenue to connect with other people Mm. they just are such a great in with anybody yeah i mean you know i I, there's 
things I know absolutely nothing about, like chicks that work at the coffee shop, but it's like they will talk to me about Stranger Things, you know? And it's like that's... And so, you know, you think about, man, you saw, you know, Matt Thompson when I didn't know who Matt Thompson was reading Goosebumps. It's like, dude, I like Goosebumps, you know, and it's that simple. And then Mm -hmm. the course of your life has changed, you know, at that age or me and you, right? It's like, I like telling stories. Well, me too. Yeah. Let's do that together. And then history, you know, and so it's like. That's just, that's the, I think that's the most gleaming example in my life of how sure. stories in general have just like changed my life, you know, just yeah. because of what they can do. And there's do. probably infinite number of specific stories that have connected yeah. you with somebody else. Yeah. 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 So I think if there's something that has changed my, the trajectory of my life, one, there's no way that I could know that, I don't think, really. Because uh, it had to be a conscious decision, probably, and I don't know if there has been. I think it would all have been subconscious. Mm. So it's probably like an accumulation of a bunch of stories that yeah. have changed small decisions that I've made or something like that. Yeah, It's probably the most accurate. Similar to Jake's point, I think, um, to me, the stories that impact me or would change the course of my life the most are... The ones that others tell me about themselves. Hmm. I think it's really close to what Jake was saying, but more specifically, like when someone opens up about themselves to me, there's nothing better to me, like in that I can do with my time mm-hmm. that in terms of like taking something in and it affecting me. Mm. I think those are the stories that because you've got. It's just so personal and visceral yeah. right there. Um, w- whether it's good or bad, it could right. be a great story. It doesn't have to be like some tearjerker. It's mm-hmm. just like, it could be, you could just see the joy in somebody telling a story. Or mm-hmm. Those are the things that I think have changed the course of my life. Yeah. If I had to answer about a story. Which you did. Yeah, you have to. So um, For me, it's a very easy one to point to. Uh, Saving Private Ryan is a movie that I saw when I was 11 or 12, I think, in Arizona, and he had Saving Private Ryan on DVD, and Dad knew I liked history, and he was like, you should probably see this, um, and I did, and it changed the course of my life in that I... It Enlisted. Instilled, yeah. He writes Tom Hanks every day. It instilled a admiration for movies and a desire to make movies. It changed my affections for veterans, people that served. And then it also sparked even more interest for me in World War II. I've read numerous books now about World War II and watched documentaries and all that stuff. So that that is a the biggest example of a single mm. movie, like, really impacting the trajectory of my life. Like, I probably wouldn't have gone to film school or yeah. wanted to make movies. I mean, it's possible that I would have found another avenue into that, but it was the thing that made that happen, you know, because it was such a impactful movie that made me go, oh, movies can be more entertain- more than just entertainment. Yeah. It's like saying something important. Um, Thanks, Steven. Thank you, Stevie. Uh, 
as we call him yeah. here on this podcast. Is not for you. Thank you, Stephen, for your previous work. We can just skip to this last question here. Is there any level where you feel like people need to be careful about how much they invest in stories? Is there danger in getting lost in stories, you think? Yeah, I think that I think that it's really easy to invest more in... It's easier, actually, probably, to invest in a story that is not going to harm you, hmm. not going to put... It's not going to give you real pain no of your risk. own. It's not risky. And still get the emotional pull and the uh some pseudo connection to the people in the story yeah even though it's not real yeah i think that's really easy to get into and then all of a sudden you're now not living your life yeah um which you are given as a gift that's why they call it the present no <laughs> that was good <laughs> I thought it was good. What do you guys think? It was a joke. Um, yeah, I think I think it's very dangerous. Very, very easy to. You see super fans all over the place investing thousands of dollars and all of their time and burning all of their real relationships for fake ones. So yeah. I think it's very dangerous. The thing I always think about is that documentary, The People versus George Lucas. And at the time I saw it, I was like, it's essentially about people hating on the prequels. And at the time I saw it, I was like, yeah, George Lucas sucks because the prequels aren't good. But then as I got older and then I rewatched it not too long ago, and I was like, oh, it's kind of sad that these people are like, George Lucas ruined my childhood. <laughs> it's like, no, he didn't. Yeah, right. He made Boy. some subpar movies. To think, to invest your oh, life. Oh, we're not agreeing with them. Right, that's what I was. I yeah, absolutely. It's yes. You think that's George Lucas crazy. ruined your childhood? No. <laughs> Not if you don't. No. What do you guys think? No. No. Um, <laughs> I just think that to invest in a fictional narrative so much that some things that happen in that narrative that you don't like are ruining your life then you're invested way too much because mm. it's a fictional story. Yeah. You know, at least as an adult looking, maybe as a kid, you can feel that way. But right. Like yeah. Looking back as an adult, you should go, it's a story. Yeah. There's some bad movies. In as it. a kid, you think it's to possible watch. to be a Jedi. Yeah. You that's know true. what I mean? That's probably why. And that's okay. Yeah. And yeah. then the prequels tell you, no, it's not. You don't and then the new ones say that, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> there is no Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Yeah, so... Spoilers. Whoa. Um, What's our listening demographic? I don't know. George Lucas ruined my childhood. I, so click, Peyton yeah, Walker. I click yes, it's for kids on every episode uh, okay. that I upload to Sorry, YouTube. Sorry, everybody. Oh, cool. <laughs> awesome. At least it's not around Christmas. I don't know. Um, I, I think so. I think um, if at any point you feel like it's tied to you know, who you are as a person, like whether that be, you know, your character traits or that whatever happens in the world affects you directly or something. Um, or you just, yeah, you can neglect what's important, I think, yeah. you know, if you're too invested. And I don't know what that, practically what that looks like, you know, like what does that, does that look like just like 
spending all your time on like those subreddits and just binging it. I don't know, like every day or something, you know, because that doesn't happen, right? It's like the people that, you know, I guess, well, maybe it does, but, um, so I don't know. I don't know what a, a casual, like, oh, this is I mean, too much. It's easy just, to pinpoint the ones that are way over the top, but. Sure. Like, you love The Office. Look at how much you have watched The Office, but you're not an obsessive person. You know what I mean? Hmm. Imagine someone that is an obsessive person that loves The Office more than you love the office like that it's just mm. a slight step forward you know yeah. what i mean like but with a drastic difference like yeah. the office doesn't control your your life your love of the office doesn't yeah um it impacts it and yeah. is a part of you but it's not who you are yeah you know i think some people get lost in it and i am a stranger things fan it's who i am yeah, yeah. you know anyways any other final thoughts? That's it for me. Stories. Stories. They're important. Stories. They're impactful, meaningful. They're metal sometimes. Yeah. Thank you for listening. My name is Wes. My name is Jake. My name is Piotr. And this has been This Podcast is Not For You. Goodbye. Oh, God. <laughs>